Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? Matt Gajeski here. Back again with the Stochastic Fantasy Football YouTube channel. Yes, Stochastic. Osmo is undergoing a rebrand right now. Everything moving forward, you will be seeing under the label Stochastic. But today I am here with Nick Lepre to do another player debate. We're going to do the top of the tight end position today. Travis Kelsey versus a really hot name in the industry right now, Mark Andrews. But before we get started, Nick, how are you doing today? I am doing great, and I'm very excited today to be talking about these tight ends. I think this is an interesting topic. I know that probably almost everyone believes that one of these guys is the clear number one tight end, but I think there is some reason to believe that maybe the other guy could finish number one because he did last year. For sure. You're speaking of Mark Andrews, who recently has been shooting up draft boards, and we'll talk about why. But just for housekeeping purposes, we will be referencing underdog ADP on the show. So if it's a little different in your league, that's why we're going to be talking about underdog. They're the best place to play fantasy in the summer. So check out them and more on them a little bit later. But also hit the thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell. So you know when this and all other content goes live. I'm thinking we start with the tight end one right now, Travis Kelsey. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. All right, so we'll lay out the bull case, then talk about the bear case. It's going to be tough. I mean, we're talking about the top of the tight end position. Not really too many negatives to talk about these guys, but as it stands, Travis Kelsey is the tight end one on underdog fantasy. His ADP is 11.7, so he is just inside the first round of 12-team leagues. Mark Andrews is not far behind. He's tight end two, and he is currently coming off the board with an ADP of 16.6. So there is about five picks separating these players right now. Starting with Kelsey, I think it's pretty easy to lay out the bull case for him. He's on a Patrick Mahomes-led offense that is now missing 300 targets with Tyreek Hill moving on. So Travis Kelsey should be in line for arguably the biggest workload of his entire career, and he's always been efficient. Talk to me about why we like Travis Kelsey this year. Yeah, the reason to like Travis Kelsey is basically a no-brainer. It's why we like Travis Kelsey every year, and it's probably because he's the most talented tight end in the NFL on what is now maybe they're not the best offense anymore in the NFL, right? Because then there's the Bills. Now maybe some people talk up the Broncos. There's some other teams that have great offenses as well. But at the end of the day, Travis Kelsey is so skilled, and Patrick Mahomes is his quarterback, and like you said, now they don't have Tyreek Hill. So now there's even more reason to believe that Travis Kelsey could see an increase in targets. Last year, he was seeing 8.4 targets per game. Now, I don't see him getting 12 targets per game like Amon Ross St. Brown at the end of the season last year, but I do think that he could be seeing maybe nine targets per game, maybe 
9.5 targets per game. I don't think he's going to eclipse like 10 plus targets per game, but it is definitely possible. And if that is the case in such a good offense, we could really see Travis Kelsey basically just break fantasy football at the tight end position and just be so far ahead of the other tight ends. Now we will be talking about Mark Andrews, obviously, but at the end of the day, Travis Kelsey is the most safe tight end in fantasy football. And the ceiling is probably tight end one, obviously. And his floor on a bad year, if he's healthy, he's probably tight end three. So he's just very safe. This guy's had 1,000 yards receiving in six straight seasons. He's had over 800 receiving yards in every single year, except his rookie year where he essentially didn't play. And then you look at the offense overall. They were sixth in pass rate. In neutral game scripts, that jumps to third. Plays per game, they were fourth. So this is an up-tempo, pass-friendly scheme. And now you remove 360 targets from the offense. Travis Kelsey was already sixth in the NFL in yards per route run at the tight end position. So this guy is just absolutely destroying all metrics right now. If you you want to pick nitpick here and talk about potential concerns, to me, there's only one outside of injury, and we're never forecasting injuries here. It's age. Travis Kelsey is going to be 33 years old. Maybe the cliff is this season. I doubt it. Again, sometimes the cliff comes faster than others, but generally it's not coming all at once. So Travis Kelsey's sixth in yards per route run last year. I'm not expecting the cliff to be here, but if you want to talk a concern, that's the only one I can see. But if you have a bare case for Kelsey, go ahead, lay it out. Yeah, I guess the only other argument you could make is that maybe Tyreek Hill being gone and these weapons they have now aren't as good as Tyreek Hill. So maybe the offense has an immense drop off and that hurts Travis Kelsey's touchdown total. And then maybe he's not able to finish as highly as the number one guy because of the touchdown total. But I don't really see that. But I just think that's an argument you could talk yourself into, right? The fact that all these other wide receivers, like if Juju doesn't play too well, if all these guys, they try to plug in don't end up working, then maybe this offense is a little bit more stagnant and that really hurts Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I could see that. I, I think more than likely, like you said, and again, neither of us think that's likely, but in that case, volume probably makes up for the differences in, in uh -huh. touchdowns and the overall efficiency decline that we would see from the offense. But to me, Travis Kelsey is really a can't-miss guy and I'm comfortable drafting him at the end of the first round. But let's compare him to Mark Andrews then because this is the conversation people want to have if you're on the clock, who do you pick between the two? Because obviously these are two phenomenal players. With Andrews, I think it's largely the same case. You remove Marquise Brown from the offense. That's 255 targets. Some of those Marquise Brown, some of those other players. But someone has to take over a lot of that receiving role. And Mark Andrews was already first in the NFL in targets last year. Immense target share. He was third in yards per route run right behind Kelsey. He's not as old as Kelsey, so the age cliff's not coming for him. With Mark Andrews, it's kind of the same situation where this guy should be handling even more targets, arguably, in an already efficient offense. So he's a very interesting prospect for me, too. And I think those are the, the bull case scenarios for Andrews, just more targets and an already efficient pass catcher. What's the bull case for him? Yeah, I think that the thing with Mark Andrews that's very interesting is that both of these tight ends, to me, are the two best tight ends in the league, right? There's obviously other guys like Darren Waller, George Kittle, Kyle Pitts, but to me, these are my two top tight ends in terms of skill in the NFL, at least in terms of pass catching. I'm not saying these are the two most elite blockers in the NFL because for some people, that is what makes a great tight end, right? But Mark Andrews is super talented as a tight end, and I think the most interesting part about why he could potentially be the number one guy like he was last season is that if Lamar Jackson stays healthy, maybe Mark Andrews is even better. Now, people are going to point to the fact that Mark Andrews actually played better at the end of the season 
without Lamar Jackson. Some of his best games came when Lamar Jackson was hurt. But I don't think that you should actually even make that argument that he's not going to be better without Lamar Jackson or that he's going to be worse with Lamar Jackson healthy. But some people are going to make that argument. And I think that is probably going to be the biggest negative people are going to make towards Mark Andrews is that, oh, he was better without Lamar Jackson, which is just fucking stupid, right? That's a stupid argument. Yeah, that's dumb. If you should unfollow player like fantasy analysts that say that that's really dumb. M- Lamar Jackson's won an MVP and he's been efficient yeah. when throwing the ball. So th- there's no question there that that is not an argument I want to hear. But the one concern I do have is the offense overall. Last year, they trended a little more towards the league average in terms of pass rate. It was 22nd in neutral game scripts. It was 23rd. So they did not have the run first approach they'd previously taken under Lamar Jackson. So that is a concern for me. What if this offense just regresses back and they're like 30th in pass rate again? Now they are up-tempo. They were first in plays per game, and they've generally been an up-tempo offense in the Lamar Jackson-Mark Andrews era. So I'm not expecting that to drastically decrease. But overall, the main concern for me is, you know, if this team is 30th in pass rate, can Lamar, or excuse me, can Mark Andrews be efficient enough to still finish as the tight end one? even on the reduced efficiency. So if you could answer that question, then if there's any bear case for Andrews, go ahead, lay it out. Yeah. I mean, my only assumption here is that even if they were the 32nd most pass heavy offense, I still think Mark Andrews would be just fine, right? Maybe his targets are going to dip off, but at the end of the day, their wide receivers are Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay, James Prochet. I like Rashad Bateman, but besides that, there's so many unknowns at the wide receiver position for Baltimore that I feel like it's almost a lock that he sees a similar amount of targets as he did last year. You're seeing 9.1 targets per game, 6.3 receptions per game. I can't read for some reason and 80.1 receiving yards per game. It seems like almost a lock that he's going to be putting up similar numbers. Obviously those were all number one at the tight end position. So again, maybe there's a slight regression and he finishes number two, but at the end of the day, I don't really see many holes to be poking in either of these guys. And the only hole you can park or poke inside of the Ravens is what you made the argument about is the fact that maybe they do look to be a little bit more run heavy this year. There is one potential concern, which will come up down the road. They've been linked to veterans like Julio Jones and their coaching staff has been a little vocal about potentially bringing in a veteran if the price is right. Now, I don't think Julio Jones, theoretically, or <laughs> even like a Wolf or we'll just use Julio for this, this example. I don't think Julio is going to come in and dominate targets and really steal a lot from Mark Andrews, but it would condense the available target share, or excuse me, it would expand the available target share. And I don't know if Mark Andrews can overcome like a hundred targets to be the tight end one. You look at his previous seasons, he almost doubled the targets last year. Like in 2019, Mm -hmm. he had 98 targets, 2020, he had 88 targets. Now that was in 15 and 14 games played. But the point is the same. If there's another pass catcher that's going to command some targets and you regress to that like 30th overall pass offense, it's going to be tough for Mark Andrews to finish as the tight end one without injuries. So to me, when I'm on the clock, there's just less concerns with Kelsey, which is why I'm still going to keep him tight end one and draft him. But to your point, the holes you're poking in Mark Andrews, I mean, we're reaching a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and even in those lower seasons for Mark Andrews, he was still a top five tight end in points per game in 2019 and 2020. So, I mean, in trying to make the argument that he will finish number one, if the targets dip off, is kind of crazy, right? He's definitely not going to finish number one, but he still should be pretty safe. Both of these guys, to me, are some of the most safe tight ends in fantasy football. And unless there was some crazy injury, I would be shocked if both of these guys aren't finishing inside the top five. Yeah, ultimately, I agree with you. I think that right now, 
Travis Kelsey deserves to be drafted in the first round. Again, his ADP is 11.7 on underdog Mark Andrews. He's just outside the top 16. So these are guys you definitely want on your team. And speaking of underdog, they're our title sponsor today. So we'll talk about them. Underdog fantasy is the best place to play fantasy football in the summer months. They just unveiled Best Ball Mania 3, which has a $10 million total prize pool. All you have to do is draft your team. That's it. No in-season management, no waivers, no trades. They just give you the best score every single week and the highest score at the end of the year wins. Last year's Best Ball Mania Championship team was drafted in June, so there's no time to wait. Also, you are going to get a match deposit bonus up to $100 when you use the promo code STOCHASTIC, which is good for four entries into Best Ball Mania 3. Head to underdogfantasy.com or the App Store, or you can even just click the link in the video description and take advantage of that promo code. Again, it is STOCHASTIC. I believe Osmo still works, but STOCHASTIC is the new one. All right, so between these two players, you're on the clock. Give me your final thoughts and who you are picking. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be taking Travis Kelsey. I am very comfortable taking him at the end of the first round, like you said, right off the rip of the video. Now, some people will be a little bit crazy, and they'll say, oh, I could take him inside the top six for me. No, I'm not doing that. I'm waiting until the end of the first round, around pick 10, 11, or 12 would be where I'd be most comfortable taking Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is still the best tight end in football. I understand you made the argument about his age. I don't care about his age. The guy could be 37 years old, and I genuinely still believe he got it, right? We haven't really seen any signs of a fall-off. Maybe it is drastic, right? Like, maybe people have been making this argument for Tom Brady for years. Maybe eventually one year it's all just going to, like, a Jenga tower just fall apart, right? But I don't really think that's going to happen this year for Travis Kelsey or for Tom Brady in that matter. So I would definitely be taking Travis Kelsey as the number one tight end and believing he's the number one guy. But I also want to make it very clear that I'm fine in the second round taking Mark Andrews. It is just kind of shocking how close they are going in drafts because in the past, there'd basically be like a round buffer between Kelsey and the second guy. Now it's Kelsey and then four or five picks later in a lot of drafts, you're seeing Mark Andrews. I'm fine taking Mark Andrews there. I'm just saying it's definitely a lot different compared to prior seasons. At this point in the summer, and we'll see how this changes throughout the offseason, if you end up with a high pick, like two, three, four, five, I think Andrews is live to be your pick in the second round. But if you're drafting towards the end of drafts, that's where I want to take Kelsey because you're you're not going to reach on Andrews. So to me, honestly, the pick between these guys is probably going to come down to where you're drafting. And, you know, in these rounds, we're trying to stay at least close to ADP, not reaching too much on these guys and hemorrhaging value of any sort. But any last words here? Yeah, I think that we did a great job today in today's video. And let us know down below in the comment section any other debates that we can have on some players. Maybe you want to hear us talk about, preferably guys that are right next to each other in ADP. Maybe a couple of spots away will be fine as well. But preferably back-to-back, Michael Jordan 96-97 in the rankings. Thank you guys for watching today's video. I really appreciate it, and I hope you guys did end up enjoying. Yeah, let us know what you think about Kelsey Andrews and who you have as the number one tight end as well. We would love to hear it. But that'll do it for us today. He is Nick Lepre on Twitter at Notorious Fantasy. It is on the screen in front of you. I am Matt Kajeski. You can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore Kajeski. Thank you guys for watching, and we will see you again next time.